here on this Friday edition of the show talking free agency as it relates to defense Kyle welcome lots of good players to talk about today Joe that is the biggest thing I'm sitting here looking at this list from Mike Clay there's good football players on the defensive side getting ready to hit the market yeesh I think overall this is one of the better free agency periods I've witnessed um before we do that though Kyle I have bad news What's that? The cure egg is down. Oh, no. <laughs> it's down, man. This is tragic. News. I tried. I left it unplugged overnight just to see if it just needed some time away from the outlet, brother. And, and it, it woke up worse than it went to sleep. It's uh, doing that grumbly thing. Where yeah. It's multiple, like rumbling, but not putting water out. Uh, and multiple lights on that I've never seen before. One, uh, you know, just, and what do you, what do you, I mean, if I had the thing for 10 years, what, I mean, wonderful product. It is something that is used in my house probably five or six times a day between me and my wife has to be replaced. I'm not going to try to fix it. I'm just going to get a new one, but you know, there, there's a gap and it's difficult right now in the middle of draft season. Especially because you don't have water either. <laughs> no. So on, in, on top of the other concerns that exist across the nation right now, my County has traces of E. Coli in the friggin' water. So um, we have we have the double whammy going here in Union County, North Carolina. But uh, good good reminder of some perspective on how you know things are globally and and uh, how lucky we are. And it's a minor inconvenience in the grand scheme of things. And fortunately, my mother, who lives about eight minutes down the road, her water is not contaminated, so we're okay. But it's a uh, you just go over with buckets. I haven't yet, so it's we're only we're like thirty six hours into it. So we went out and bought some bottled water. We can you can boil the water and it's fine. So we're not at that point, but we are saving the bottles. And if we need to go fill up at mom's, that's what we'll do. Yeah, man, just do, I forget bottles. Just go with buckets. You think I just have buckets, just random buckets around my house that I want to fill how up? Many, the water how, many, you, how many buckets are in your house? Honest to God, I don't think any. <laughs> I don't think there's one bucket. If you came in my house, you said, hey, I need a bucket. I can't help you. You say, yeah, the, can, the can's in the bathroom. Go ahead. So, no, I, do, I actually, it just hit me. I do have a bucket, like a normal cleaning button bucket that I would guess is three gallons, but it's got a crack down the side and it literally exists just to kind of like hold cleaning products. You couldn't yeah, fill no, it up with water. No, you're right. You need a bucket, man. I'm getting you that Dude, for your birthday. This does year. everyone need a bucket? Is that is everybody needs a bucket? Yeah. You've got a bucket at your house. I've got several buckets. You're kidding? For what? I've got you... varying sizes of buckets too. What? What? For what? Yeah. In case you need to carry water, that's what buckets no. are for. <laughs> I can't. I've been to your house. What? Do you, I've never seen your garage. Are they just in there? Well, here's the thing about my garage. I clean it and. I'm pretty sure it was probably in like the fine print of our marriage, but I'll clean the garage. And within a week, it's back to being a disaster zone. So they're in there somewhere, but I've given up trying to clean the garage every week. I just can't. 
I just can't believe you're a guy that just has piles of buckets around. I do. No, um, I don't. I've I've probably got four or five buckets. It's a lot of buckets. There's some buckets uh, we could put these free agents into yeah. if you'd like to today. Yeah, let's let's do that. You want to do that? Good players. Good players. What in IDL first? IDL. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's let's go ahead and strike the names off the list. of franchise taggy Chris Jones will yeah. not be available. Is he like, but the, the chiefs are like in rough shape with cap. Like this could be, I'm actually, I think I'm writing about this over the weekend about Chris Jones and the tag and trade possibilities. And I mean, we saw that happen with D Ford and even Frank Clark. Right. So, yeah, I just, worry but he, but he won't be open market negotiations. No. Yeah, of course not. Leonard Williams, good player. What is happening? Why is he, why are we here? Gettleman, man. Yeah, Dave traded a third and a what? Third and a fourth? Something like a couple. Yeah, something like that. It's like a three and a four for Leonard Williams for six games for a team that was like way out of playoff contention when they made the deal. Figured he'd be able to get something done. This is unbelievable, man. That's the thing is when you're that player that's traded under those circumstances, you know you have all the leverage. Right? Like... Okay, if he hits the market, up. he ain't coming back to New York. No, that's what I'm saying. But he, you could say, okay, you want me back? It's going to cost you this, and you right. have to sit there and and weigh all the all the the capital you gave up versus letting him walk for a very short period of time. It's it's a big leverage spot, just like Laramie Tun- Tunsil in Houston. Yeah, that's what they're asking about. Amari. Trent Williams, apparently, Mari Cooper. So if we were to look at this offensive line class or this defensive line class for free agency. This is a really good nose tackle year. You notice how many like plus starting nose tackles there are? Like four. Yeah. I know I, I know maybe. it's not a sexy position, but DJ Reader, stud. Javon Hargrave, stud. Michael Pierce, stud. D- Danny P- or Danny Shelton. Pretty good. He was he had a oh, he had a career here this past year in New England. Um Snacks snacks John Reed. Jordan, Jordan Phillips say what you will about him jeez you want him <laughs> holding at the point in the middle of his nose brother you're in trouble <laughs> uh, but yeah um they're gonna be I'm interested what the price point is for these guys you know because you got like Hargrave and Reader and Pierce these guys are young yeah Danny Shelton's young still Obviously, Snack's the most accomplished of the group, but you're going to have four 27 or younger year old, like high end nose tackles that are all available. What is the value of that position? What is the value of their age and long term viability? It that's a, an interesting subplot for me as I get into you know dispersing the the money across all positions. Let me throw a deal out there that can get your mind spinning a bit. 2017, the Bills signed Star Latule, five years, $50 million. Yeah. He's a nose. He doesn't give you any penetration skills or ability to make a play in the backfield. He's a hold right. at the point guy, and he's pretty average at it. Five years, 50. DJ would you, Reader. Would you give DJ Reader five years, 50? <laughs> no, but. What's the guaranteed money on that? 
Um, he's been he, they just 30? reworked this deal. Yeah, I'm guessing so. They just reworked this deal because he was like the highest paid player on the Bills a couple years in a row. Okay, so if you get you wouldn't give DJ Reader five years, fifty million if twenty eight million or twenty seven million of it was guaranteed and all the guarantees were in the first three years. Sure, if I could do something like that, yeah. But I'm making sure I can get out of that by the end of year three. I would give it to all three of these top dudes. Reader, Hargrave, and Pierce. Hargrave's really good, man. Yeah, Hargrave's the one that I would want the most. Big uh, senior bowl guy. Yeah. Do you remember remember what it was like when he came up? Yeah. He said, oh, my God, who the hell's this guy? Because he comes in there with this all-white uniform, white helmet, white pants, white jersey, and the caboose like you've never seen before. Who the hell is this guy? You know, mix in there with just, the LSU and Alabama hats. He's you know? tearing everybody up. <laughs> we said, my God. I think I finished Hargrave was like top 30 on my board that year. <laughs> I Good. fell in love with him that week. Yeah. Uh, any, any, okay, let's, let's stay with the program for what we did on Wednesday. Top four names you'd like in order regardless of nose or three tech. And I mean, we didn't even talk about Leonard Williams, yeah. Gerald McCoy and Dominic and Sue, uh, a couple Denver Broncos guys here uh, as Harris. far as point of attack guys. Yeah. Uh, so nice there's plenty Parker. of options, plenty four. of options. Sean Robinson four? <laughs> yeah. Hargrave top four in order. Hargraves one. Man, even Jerron Reed, you give him like a one year, $10 million deal, prove it, you know, kind of get through his issues there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Hargrave is one and even Mike Daniels is a good player. He had a, didn't work out in Detroit like he had hoped, but if you get 2018 Daniels with green Bay, you get a good player. Leonard Williams, two reader, three, probably Gerald McCoy, four. The disrespect to Michael Pierce, I will not stand for it. I, there's so many. I, I I am fully disrespecting him if that's the case because I would still put <laughs> Shelby Harris and Jerron Reed ahead of him. Okay, well, give me Jerron, Javon Hargrave at one. Give me Michael Pierce at two. What? Th- three's probably Leonard Williams. Michael Pierce is freaking good, man. And then three is probably... Man, we didn't. We hardly mentioned Deshaun Robinson, too. Good player. Uh, I don't want these over the hill guys, so I'm not looking at McCoy and Sue. Man, McCoy was good last year. Man, he's been good. I don't care. I you don't like care. good players? Can help your team. Uh, give me um... Darcel Marius. No. Not Darcel Marius. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith's best. Give me, Ger- give me Jerron Reed. Okay, That's my that's last fine. one. You like, you're going for some of the upside there. And then a 340 yeah. pound nose tackle. No question. Who? In, in Pierce? Yeah. Yeah. That guy's got value, man. Okay. He's got very specific value, but he's got value. And mm-hmm. again, I, you got to remember, I'm also, I don't know how much you are, but I am accounting for their cost, their perceived cost, too. 
economics wise. I get better long-term value and returns on Michael Pierce than I will for Gerald McCoy at this point in their careers. And McCoy's going to be more expensive because he plays a penetration role. There's his value the penetration role. There different, sure is. Different teams obviously will value the, value them differently. Yeah, Joe, let me build my team however I want to. With nose tackles? Edge rushers. Yeah, I'm the Dave Gettleman model. Going to have 11 nose tackles on the field. Jadavion Clowney. All the way out. Not going to get the tag. Eric Armstead might get the tag. 49ers have no money. They've got enough to tag somebody. (laughs) And then make some moves. Shaq Barrett. Going to get the tag. Yannick Agakwe. Going to get the tag. Bud Dupree. Going to get the tag. (laughs) Matt Judon. Going to get the tag. If you can rush the pass rusher, odds are you're getting $19.3 million this year, whatever it is. Yeah. Unless you're Jadavion Clowney. (laughs) No, man. Jadavion Clowney's injury history is disgusting. The penalties are just, he's got 54 penalties, which is like 12 more quarterback sacks that he has in the NFL. Seven more penalties than the next closest guy on defense. You went there. Last four years. Yeah, I'm all the way out on Clowney. I ranted on him big on Lockdown Bills on Thursday. Wants to reset the market, Joe. He wouldn't touch him. He wouldn't. He would have zero value to me. But here's the thing. He is good. He's just not good in a traditional sense. In that you want an edge rusher that's going to line up on the outside, win with counters, win with speed to power, and get 10 plus sacks a year. That's the never that's done the it. Stere- stere- right. That's the stereotypical definition of good for his position. Mm-hmm. And he's a little bit more unique in that he plays run game in the B gaps and he can stand up and a tack off the second level or is it a twist interior pass rusher instead of an outside guy. But when he's healthy, he's really good. It's just not in, he's not a plug and play guy. Like there's not a lot of, and you saw that with his, I know he was battling some bumps and bruises this year, but like if you're just going to sign Clowney to play him at outside defensive end and tell him to go to work, like good luck. You're not going to get your money's worth. He's he's a pass for me. All right, so who do you like? Um, I like some of the bargain bin players, I guess. I would be all over Shaq Lawson if I was looking for a player. I'd be interested in uh, Stephen Weatherly, who I think has shown some good potential behind Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter in Minnesota. Um... Kamali Correa. Yeah, I think if you want to get him in kind of tax style defense and shoot him through gaps and take advantage of his athletic ability, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Play him on both, both levels of the defense, right? You can yeah. play him outside and you can play him at linebacker. I mean, there's some veterans here that just kind of know how to get it done in Robert Quinn and JPP. Ronald Blair, if he wasn't coming off a November ACL tear, man, I'd love to have him. Even Mario Addison deserves to be mentioned in that Robert Quinn JPP mold. Just I was going to say, productive. he's he's very quietly had like a very productive stretch. Right. <laughs> like, it, it I saw his stop. numbers the other year and I was like, wait, what? Like, really? Yeah. Like, he's just routinely consistent. Doesn't stop. 
Do you know that Shaq Lawson had more quarterback hits last year than Trent Murphy and Jerry Hughes combined? I believe that. 40% it. of the snaps? 40%. I believe that. Good player, man. Yeah, he's going to look good in South Florida. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> Why are you saying that? <laughs> well, no. it, I can comfortably say Jordan Phillips probably tried to burn every pipeline from Buffalo to Miami. During his time there, we forgot Based to mention Jordan, Jordan. Jordan Phillips's experience in Miami. We forgot to mention Jordan Phillips and his nine and a half sacks. In the, in no, the I mentioned him. I oh, mentioned yeah, him. I, yeah, that's right. And I glossed him over because you. Yeah, you're like you're kidding, nose. right? Yeah, <laughs> three hundred forty pound guy on ice skates. Got uh, nine and a half sacks though, Joe. Did you see his his sack to con- pressure to con- sack rate is was just didn't make or sense. Probably like one to one. Didn't make any <laughs> sense, man. All right. Who Joe? Who is the best player, regardless of the franchise tag or not? Who's the best edge defender oh, that's on the market? Ngakwe, not close. Who's number two? Um, because this is, there's a there's a lot of flavors to choose from here. Do you have convictions about number two? I do. You probably think it's Clowney. I do not. Judon? No. Oh, Armstead. Armstead. And I was wrong about Armstead as a draft prospect. He had a great year this past year. And, of course, then the questions become, well, look at all the guys that he played with on that defensive line. How much <laughs> of that is him? And But he's another one of these inside-outside guys, man. And the physical tools were always there. It was never a question. It was like his feel for the game coming out of college is what I was apprehensive about. And he seems to have really you know, blown my expectations out of the water. and. Uh, I think he's a scheme diverse dude. I think you could play him five. I think you could play him outside. I think you could play him in three technique and pass rush situations. So San Francisco, I know that the, they're rumored to be tagging him, and they, I think it would be smart to do so as they look to try and run this back. I think you'll get better options at your disposal to replace losses in the secondary in this year's draft with cheap labor than trying to replace Eric Armstead. How much do you trust Shaq Barrett? Not to the degree of 20 sacks or whatever he had this year. Right. He's, about he's a good, he, he's a good player, right? Yeah. But what do you play? What do you pay Shaq Barrett for the production that he had this year, knowing that he's always been a really nice complimentary pass rusher, right? He's had, he had 19 and a half sacks last year. Right. He had 37 quarterback hits last year. But before that, he was averaging four, four and a half sacks a year. From 2015 to 2018, he had 14 sacks. Comes to Tampa Bay in one year and has 19 and a half. And 19 tackles for loss. So he made plays in the backfield too. You pay him like he's a foundational player of of your team. No, he's playing. If if it's me, he's playing the franchise on the franchise tag this year. Right, because you don't want to commit to him long term, but you're willing right. to give him a lot of money to, for the chance that he replicates last year. Yep, yeah, I agree. If if my team had the money, that's how I would handle that situation and, and hope he's willing to play ball. Uh, because I mean, it it is such an outlier at this point, based on the rest of his production, and obviously the fit with Todd Bowles is bit was was good. 
and put him in a position to be very successful. And I mean, that's what good coaches do. Now it's a question of how sustainable is this? How reliant is he upon the presence of interior bodies? You know, Sue now a free agent. Uh, they still have Vita Vea. If they bring back Jason Pierre-Paul, like there's, there will be some changes on that defensive line. And I think it'll be pretty telling for Shaq Barrett. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to clean up here on these edge rushers? Just picking our top four. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Are we including franchise tag guys? No. No, Jesus. All right. Well, that changes things. Clowney's out, Armstead's or Clowney's in. Armstead's out. Shaq Barrett's in. Uh Shaq Lawson might be one. <laughs> I didn't want to do it, but yeah, you might be right. Shaq Lawson is the non franchise because I mean we didn't really mention Matt Judon, but like I'm super high on Matt Judon too. But yeah. he's getting the tag as well. Uh, Shaq Lawson's probably one. I, I really don't want to include Kyle Van Noy in this conversation. Right. He's a linebacker, but he's listed with the edge guys. Yeah, he goes up and down a little bit. Uh, if we're including Van Noy, I'd put him two. I'd put Clowney at three, and then four would probably be – either Steven Weatherly or Kamali Correa. Uh, I'll swap out. I'll do the same thing you did. Swap out Clowney for JPP. Okay. Cool. Linebacker group. Some good linebackers this year too. Yeah. A drop off though. I think a bit, you know, I don't think it's deep. I think you've got like three good names, including Kyle Van Noy. Right. I go Kyle Van Noy, Corey, Corey Littleton and Joe Schobert are the three names that stand out. Uh, Danny Trevathan's on here, but he just signed an extension yesterday, so he's yep. off. Uh, Nigel Bradham's kind of a sneaky name. Uh, Michael Kendricks. I was wondering what David Mayo would do with a uh, bigger role. role. He was, yeah. so he, and he kind of got that with the Giants this past year, and he was really good against the run, but he struggled so much in space. He really I think like that's who he is, linebacker, to be though. honest he's with fine. you. Six two two forty. That's just kind of who I. I think that's him. his limitation. Well, if you're look, if you're a team like the Bills that are looking to replace Lorenzo Alexander's ten to fifteen snaps of Sam linebacker and base defense, and go get David Mayo. Sure. Alec Ogletree's on here. <laughs> you know who is a? He was a good player at first, and he's really kind of dropped off the cliff. That I'd be f- interested in. Nick Kwiatkowski. I love Nick, man. You ever you you've got those guys right, like an irrational crush on like a a run of the mill football player. I know that's why I said it for him. I knew he was your guy. I know. Well, who's that guy for you? Uh, I have to think about it. I don't know if I know. It's probably it's probably it's probably Reggie Ragland. You're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you could sign him this year, man. Good. Good. Um, I have a sleeper in this group. Josh, can I go ahead? Was that your guy? No, I was going to guess. It wasn't going to be Josh Bynes. I think the, the Ravens did a really good job of adjusting their defense throughout the season. And they brought in some reinforcements and Josh Bynes was one of those guys. And I think he's quietly been a pretty good player Um, range. He could play in space. He plays well downhill. 
I think that like he's the sleeper guy that I would give like two years, $8 million and get like a, a starter that you feel really good about. What kind of run do you think Sean Lee's going to get at this point? I don't think much. I can't imagine. Like I was surprised. I, I'm going to be honest. If I didn't work in the field, I would have thought Sean Lee retired five years ago. <laughs> he never goes away, man. Right. Just lingers. Um, okay, I think I I don't have a lot to say because I think it's it's there's three good players in the linebacker group in free agency. Um, you could get some musical chairs with some of these middle round guys, but if, if we're going to talk about the cream of the crop, Corey Littleton at least needs to be mentioned here. I think he's one of the best coverage linebackers in football. Joe Schobert, super high IQ, another, you know, he he's kind of been up and down versus the peaks and the valleys, but when he's on and when he's playing well, uh, he's very instinctive. Uh, he's a guy who surprised me with his transition um, to the pro level and how, how well he did. I think it was 2018 was his big year. And then obviously Van Noy playing in New England. He's a little bit more scheme specific. He's not going to be a plug and play. You're going to have to get him into one of those defenses and, and Patriots defenses. And interestingly enough, Lions fans don't want to have anything to do with it because they had a bad experience with him the first time around. So uh, his market may be a little more narrow because of his specificity and the struggles that he had elsewhere. Uh, I think if we we're going to do a top four, I'd go Littleton, Schobert, Collins, Bradham at four, but I don't think Bynes is far behind. Oh, so you're leaving Van Noy off altogether? Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, Van Noy would probably be two or three. Yeah, so I'd go Littleton one, Schobert two, Van Noy three, and give me Bradham. Bradham at four. No further questions here on. All right. Corner backs. Can you believe Byron Jones is going to hit the market, man? No, it makes no sense to me. So we got Byron Jones is the big name, in my opinion. Chris Harris, I think if he can figure out if he wants to play slot or outside and what scheme, he could be a good player. James Bradbury's the young guy. That's interesting. Had a ton. I mean, you think about the assignments he has in the NFC South going up against you know, Mike Evans and Mike Thomas and Julio Jones. <laughs> That's six of his games a year, man. That's a rough draw. I'll tell you. And the guy, look, no, he, you're not ever going to win those matchups like consistently, but that dude held his own against a murderer's row of receivers for his entire career. And, and I think he's played well. I think he's, he's a high quality number two and a fringe number one corner in the league. So um, what's his, what's his, what do you think he gets paid? I think he'll get like 12 or 13. That sounds about right. Something because like, if you were going to say in yeah. a vacuum, I'd ideally like to pay this guy, it would probably be eight to 10. So tack another two, two to three onto that for the fact that he's going to hit the open market as a, a good young corner and a guy that's going to be around, you know, obviously a long-term guy with his health willing. So He's the guy that I think might surprise with what he commands 
dollars wise, but he's worth it, in my opinion. I bet you he's out there looking for 15 and he'll settle settle for like 12 or 13. Sure. I mean, teams are going to be asking nine and a half, 10. He's going to be asking for 15. Let's come in the middle and make a deal. Sure. Logan Ryan's a good slot. Uh, Brad Roby, I think he kind of earned that extension for the first time. That's like a reasonably long-term deal. Trey Waynes has been up and down, but I think you look, look at him as a starter. Kendall Fuller. Yeah. Good player. Um, I'll even, I'll toss out is a sleeper. Kevin Johnson. I thought he had a good year for the bills. He was finally healthy. Did he? Yeah. That's I, good. Been I hope he's back. Him. I'd love for him to be back, to be honest with you, even with Josh Norman, obviously. Um, he played well and he also helped on special teams. He deserves a, a couple of years where a team views him as at least a fringe starter. And I would, I, like I said, I like him back on the bills. All right, let me. We on this podcast are generally positive people, right? You think that's fair to say? Mm, yeah, for the most part. Who's the corner here that you want your team to avoid like the plague? Josh. No- oh, damn it! Oh, that that actually was not even a Josh Norman setup. That was. I'm looking at the rest of the list, and it's like there's a couple guys that I think. They have name value from for some past production, but they're not guys I would want my team. Tremaine Johnson's the name that stands yes. out. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Do we think Akib Talib can still play? Miami Dolphins, great. Yeah, didn't uh, <laughs> didn't even bother flying over from Los Angeles when he was traded to the Dolphins in midseason. Uh, I'll stay right um, here. Ross Cockrell, low key, had a good year for the Panthers too. Yeah, and I think he's that between him and Bradbury, man, like. That's a pretty heavy potential losses at the corner position for them. I think they're probably going to have to consider that pretty early on. Yeah. In the draft. Um, Brian Poole had a good year for the Jets. I would not be interested in Artie Burns. No. Or Eli Apple, for that matter. But Apple over Burns, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Apple at least had a little bit of a bounce back once he got out of New York. Yeah. All right. Top four. I need it. Um, Jones, Bradbury, Roby Harris. I'm going to go Jones, Bradbury, Logan Ryan. Not that slot. Harris. Where's the, where's the, what's up with the hate for Roby? He's five, but we're only giving a list of four. Wow, why do you hate Bradley Roby, Kyle? Yeah, I know. I can't wait for the tweets. Between that you... and the and between that and the what would I do mock that dropped last night, I'm just the tweet. I'm just not getting on Twitter today. <laughs> yeah, might be best. You got a lot to do. All right, wrap this thing up with safeties. Yeah, we'll go quick here. Uh, Justin, Justin Simmons, Simmons getting the tag, getting the tag. Uh, Anthony Harris, Deb McCourty, Trey Boston, Jimmy Ward, Von Bell, Demarius Randall. Skipped right over Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I sure did. Like he wasn't even there. Yeah. It's like in coverage. Um, what? <laughs> okay. It's a good joke, right? Good no, joke. Not bad. Good joke. Not bad. All right. Um, you got a sleeper here? A sleeper. Yeah. And Jaleel Day. I just know it's it's not a good safety class if Ibrahim Campbell's on the top free agents list. Oh, he one of the one of the most underwhelming film studies I've ever done in college. 
He was the first guy I did that year. I don't know. I don't know why. He first player, was, was he hurt or something like that? I couldn't tell you why. I don't know. I just maybe I saw some like good tweets about him. Like, OK, let's just start with a weird player. And that was the guy I did yeah, between him and J. Ron Curse. Right. It's guys that have a little more staying power than you thought you would have. Based <laughs> on their, their college state. Um, so Harris is the cream of the crop. Assuming Simmons is under the tag. Can somebody pay Trey Boston for the first time? No, he's going to just live the rest of his life on one year contracts year after year, after year, after year. It's, it's a, it's weird, right? I don't get it. it he's in a parent. He's in a perennial state of not being signed in July. And he's not bad. He's not bad either. It's like one of the better coverage safeties in the league. Like we could play one high. What? I don't get it. And teams one and, and fans wonder why we don't know what to do with Grant Delpit in the draft, like in mock drafts. The NFL's valuation of safeties is so weird. All right, so what do you want to do? Rank them? I'm just looking for a sleeper. Maybe Adrian Phillips. Yeah, I think my sleeper might be Jaleel Adai. All right, let's let's rank him. Um. McCourty's like older now, right? That's the problem with him. He's 32, but he's also, they've also said, you know, if, uh, he's his likelihood of returning to New England increases uh, if they maintain Jason because they'd like to play together. And the Patriots are, are exercising their option on Jason McCourty. Kyle, if we were both really good NFL players, yeah, would you take a lesser deal to remain my teammate? I would. No question. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I got you anytime. We'll both play for the Jets. Oh, I might leave then. <laughs> I, my one might be Jimmy Ward, man. Really? Over Harris? It's it's him and Harris are the top two for me. I agree with you. He, I was going to go with Ward as my two. Okay. So we're at least in the same ballpark there. Uh, three. Trey Boss. I'd probably go Devin McCourty still. And then go Trey Boston at four or Von Bell. I go yeah. Ty, Trey Boston and Von Bell at four. Different players, but. I didn't say they were the same. I know. I know. Do you, who's the rest of your top four? I go Harris, Ward, Boston, McCourty, Bell. Done. Lock it in. You want to talk Draft about kickers, kickers and punters? No, I don't. No, I do not. I know you probably schedule Monday show for yeah. Lockdown Bills yeah, to talk I'll, about punters. No, I'm gonna solo draft, dude. We're gonna talk okay, about that's fine. I'll I'll take Monday off. No, week. no. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed this run through a free agency. As of right now, it's still on uh, legal tampering period to open on Monday. Uh, the league calendar is currently still scheduled to open on Wednesday. Uh, we hope you guys have a great weekend. We hope you stay safe. Stay sanitary. Uh, try and you know, dig into some tape. I know it's we're kind of in a no man's land in sports, the sports world right now, where uh, everything's kind of on hold. And and we hope Draft Dudes and the Draft Network can can kind of provide you guys with some entertainment, some thought provoking articles, and 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 preoccupy some of your time during this odd, difficult time uh, in the states. Kyle Crab signing off. Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening. It's the Draft Dudes Podcast. We'll talk to you on Monday.